This is Foolish Adventure, episode 48, Freedom Changes Everything. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hey, Tim. Hey, what's up, Izzy? What is up, Tim? Well, something I think that's kind of cool, we're doing our first uh, remote recording. Yeah, you're sitting in your new place. You've moved. And I mean, the audience doesn't know this because I think it sounds pretty good, but you're actually not in my studio today. I'm in my studio and you're in your new place where you're living and you have a good microphone and a good inter- audio interface and we have a nice Skype connection. Let's hope that it stays that way, keeps the quality up and we're having a discussion here almost like we're on a phone call now. Well, you know, and that's kind of something that we've talked about in the past was that eventually this is going to happen and 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 it occurred not because I'm out traveling, which is something that I plan to do more often. But, you know, I moved away. I'm uh, now like an hour and something away from where you're at. And and so that's that makes it a little more difficult for me to just, you know, show up at a moment's notice and for us to sit down and record. So, you know, I think this I think this is is something that's really cool for people to be able to know, you know, the behind the scenes. Because you don't have to have, you know, an Izzy style studio to be able to do a quality uh, show and to be able to just put out great content. Yeah, I mean, really, the thing is, you could be anywhere in the world right now, as long as there's decent bandwidth. You know, you could be anywhere that we could be having this conversation from every. I mean, I did give you the microphone stand that I, I, I gave you to take to your new place is probably a little heavy to take in a suitcase somewhere, but there's all kinds of workarounds. I mean, they even have really high quality microphones that you can use to, uh, uh, you know, that are it's more portable. Um, I think there's one that's called, I think it's called the, Ro- the Rode Podcaster microphone or something like that. And it's got a USB connection built right into it. So it goes directly from the microphone into, into your computer through a USB connection. And that's something you could easily put in your suitcase and take with you. So um, Maybe I can like rig a hat where it holds the mic right in front of me. And- uh, oh, I, you know what? <laughs> you know how to talk to me because I love rigging anything. I'm a rig guy. I like rigging. So <laughs> that's well, cool. Isn't it possible to create a good, a good show with um, where the person records on their end and you record on your end? Yeah, and then you and, sync it and, up. Yeah, and sync it up because that way, say Skype, you know, cuts out, and you have some uh, bad spots in Skype, but you're recording on your machine. It would still have a high quality sound. It'd just be more uh, editing work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big hassle because then you have to send your audio over to me, and then I have to sync it up, and yeah, it's a big hassle. So ideally, it's this is the easy, fast way to do it. The way we're doing it right now. So this is, I don't, I wonder if this is a little too much behind the scenes. If some people are going, well, okay, so is this what you guys are talking about today? That's not what we're talking about today. This no, is just, no. <laughs> this is how we operate. You know, we just like whatever comes to our mind, we talk about it. That's the style of this show. You know, this is, yeah. you know, we've always had that whole conversational style, but I thought that would be kind of a, like an interesting look behind because we get asked frequently, like, well, how do you guys record? What kind of equipment are you using? And, and things like that. And, and we try to say, well, it's, it's not really so much about the equipment or anything, but more the process and, and what you're trying to accomplish. And, and so I just want to let people know before we get into the actual topic of this show that, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. And, you know, hopefully it, and it, we'll be testing some even further distance beyond just on the other side of the valley from each other, you know, where, you know, maybe 
I'm fr- uh, calling in from Asia or something. That would be pretty cool. How come you're the one that gets to do the world travel and then I'm the one that's stuck in my studio? Ah, because, you know, you're the technician. You're the one who knows actually how to operate all this stuff. <laughs> the truth is that I could I could have a laptop computer and a microphone. I could be anywhere in the world, too. You could well, be in Asia while I'm in, you know, Mexico or something, you know? Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should try that, but not right now. So, well, oh, go yeah, ahead. So, so that kind of gets us into, like, what our topic is, and that's that's freedom. It's like what the whole reason we even share what we're sharing is that a lot of people want to get in a position where they're able to make those kind of decisions. You know, a lot of people who are working a job, you're working nine to five and you maybe get two weeks. Um, you know, if you're, if you're lucky and you're, you're able to get like six weeks of vacation per year, the, the rest of the time is all controlled by someone else. And, and it makes it much harder to make those kind of decisions like, well, gee, I'll, I'll just record my show or write my blog post or whatever from, from somewhere else and continue to run my business. And, and you know, so that, that's kind of what we're kind of going into today. Now, what's this book that you just finished reading? It's called The Millionaire Fast Lane. And that right there, I, I would have never read it. Based on the title? title? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but a, uh, a peer of mine in, in a mastermind group that I'm in, uh, said that it was a great book and I really respect his, his opinion. So I said, okay, I'll pick it up and read it. And once you get past the, uh, the millionaire fast lane, the guy standing next to his Lamborghini on the cover and, uh, stuff, stuff like that, it, it, it just kind of screams, uh, scammy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, but inside it's like solid information. Uh, and, and he talks about freedom, about what money, money is able to buy you freedom if you earn money under certain conditions. Yeah. So, you know, I've been thinking about freedom a little bit. I just got back from NAB uh, last week. I was gone for four or five days, as you know, Tim. And NAB is the Nas- National Association of Broadcasters show, uh, the NAB show in Las Vegas. So I was there. And it was kind of funny because I was there for fun. There's a few things that, that about it. Number one, <laughs> my father and I went, and we're there for fun. And right. this is like my vacation, right? So I get to go see all this gear that I really want and all this stuff because I'm kind of a gearhead that way. I'm the opposite of you. I'm a maximist, and you're a minimalist. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I'm there for fun. And I noticed that there were a bunch of people there that were there because they had to be. And they were having a totally different experience for them you know, because they had to be, I even heard people complaining on the phone about having to be there and all this. And this is where my dad and I are escaping to. And it's, <laughs> and it's what they want to escape from. Like for them, it's a job. You know, they work for a production company somewhere. They're being sent there. You know, they have, you know, maybe a list of items to shop for and they, you know, limitations. They have to do a bunch of research and they don't want to be there. And, you know, they're complaining about it over the phone and that kind of stuff. But it's interesting, you know, because freedom means different things to different people. You know, they're, they don't want to be there. And yet this is where I am basically like almost on vacation. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> it's just wild. Meanwhile, the whole time I'm there, I'm not updating my website and I'm not doing anything in my business. I literally, you know, re- I, I answered a few emails while I was there, but, but I'm not really doing anything in my business. And my income was just as much as, as if I had been at home working. You know, it, there was no difference. In fact, it might have, I don't, I, 
I, there was no difference, no noticeable difference. So it might have even gone up a little bit. Who knows? Well, so, that's kind of the power of the internet is that a lot of the things that are occurring on behind the scenes of a business, uh, people don't care to even know. You know, they they just want they just want to be able to get the high quality product that that you're selling, and they don't want to know like what happens behind the scenes. So they don't care that you're not there. All they care about is are they getting the value that they're paying for? And they're still getting that even if you're on vacation. And that's one thing that I like about a product-based business versus a, like a service where I'm actually trading my time. You know, if I was doing client work, then, you know, if I was shooting corporate events or weddings or something like that, then, you know, I'd, get, I'd be using my camera and I'd be enjoying using my camera maybe, I, although I don't really think I would enjoy client work that much. But when I go to this event for five days, then now I'm not making money doing my service work. Yeah, that that's the thing. Me being a consultant, there's a lot of times where if I want to just take time off, well, I just don't get paid. And and so you have to construct your business around that, around that, right? So you have to say, okay, I need to make X amount of dollars to pay all my bills and can uh, keep the lifestyle that I want to have. And then if I want to take a vacation, here's the here's the times that I'm not going to get paid. And and that, it, it's still it, it's not the kind of freedom that that we talk about where you're able to sell a product, have a membership site, th- that sort of thing versus. So like when I'm doing client work, then I'm actually uh, you know selling my time. And once I'm done selling my time, the money stops. Yeah, the membership site thing is, you know, for a lot of reasons. It's just, I just love the whole idea of a membership site. And to me, it's sort of a cross between several different things at the same time. You know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about loyalty programs lately, you know, because I, I went on a flight uh, and I took Southwest and I got points for it. I'm a Rapid Rewards member, right? So I get points for that and, I, and I'm racking up these points and it helps me, it helps increase the likelihood that I try to use Southwest any chance I can. You know, I like Southwest Airlines, but, but I, I'm, you know, it's smart. They have a loyalty program. It's going to increase the likelihood that I use them. Then I stay in a hotel and there were a lot of hotels to choose from, but I chose Marriott because that's the one that I have so many points with and I really like Marriott and so I keep going back to Marriott and if it's only a few dollars difference... It, it takes away the whole commodity thing, right? And right. Then, then I come back, and uh, we go into a, a retail store yesterday. Uh, Noelle, this is, I don't know, <laughs> this is kind of funny to talk about, but we go to Victoria's Secret. She's got a point system there. She's part of their club thing. And, and they tell us, hey, you know that if you use your Victoria's Secrets card right now, then you get... You know, you get your points for the purchase, but then also if you pay it off right now before you leave the store, if you actually pay off the transaction you just used your card for right now before you leave the store, then you get double points. And so, so we we, we just did that, and you have to pay for ca- you have to pay f- pay it off with cash. So we pay pull the cash out, and we pay it off, and now she's got double points, and she's like, man, I'm totally learning how to work this thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and then the points add up, and then that gets you further discounts on further stuff in the future, and this whole loyalty program thing. And I, I, you know, to me, if there's two websites, and the one of them is free and it's for everybody, and then there's the paid version where it's you get everything that the free people get, but you also get additional content. To me, this is like this is going back to the whole loyalty program thing. You know, it's that becomes your source. You go there. That's 
you know, if I'm part of, if I'm already paying for something, I'm going to go there and see what the information is there, even maybe before I go check other sources. I just love it. I love it. It's the ultimate, uh, you know, plus it's passive. It's fairly passive. It get, you can have people signing up for it in the middle of the night. It's awesome. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I was just waiting for you to be done. That's oh. all right. <laughs> you know, uh, well, no, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because we've been doing this for so long now where we're in the studio together that we can see the visual cues as to when the other person is going to start, uh, you know, end their, end their discussion. So I, I think that's kind of an interesting little behind the scenes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, that, now you have that, to wait for the pause. Right, well, I have to actually wait for it as opposed to you give me a visual cue and then I can start in uh, with my side of the conversation. Plus, uh, I'm not really known for pausing much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, membership sites are, are pretty awesome. And so why is that? Well, the main thing people think about is like the continuity income. Uh, the you know you have a subscription people pay for a subscription so that could be say monthly income and you know on the first of every month you know you've got you know ten thousand dollars in the bank that that is a a very secure feeling uh, I, I I I haven't worked for someone else for such a very long time but even then like the paycheck was it never felt secure because it was always someone else's decision whether or not I actually stayed employed in that place. You know, there were so many factors that I could not control. But then when you have your own business and you've got this, uh, a continuity income, it, it's, it just feels very secure. Like you can make certain decisions about your life knowing that on, on that day uh, you've got several hundred customers, maybe even several thousand customers who are going to be paying you money. And, and I, when I had that with my pool company, it was a, it was a, I had part of the company was a service model. And so every month there would be uh, several thousand dollars. Uh, I guess I could say, uh, you know, there were times where we were getting twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month on that very first of the month. On the first day of the month. Cause you'd have everybody Basically pay on the first of the month. Yes. Yeah. And, and so you could make a lot of bi- uh, business decisions, not just personal decisions, right? You know, like reinvest into your company, uh, uh, make, uh, uh, you know, diversify into other, other fields, you know, things like that you, you could do because you knew you had the capital necessary to do that. And that, that's the kind of freedom that I've always enjoyed about being in business. I like it too. It, this is a, you know, it's kind of funny because mine is a little different than that. Like m- with my membership site, people don't pay monthly. They pay once up front and that covers them for six months. And th- so they're paying basically six months up front. And then when they renew, they renew for a whole year. So all at once. And it's discounted. It's lower than the original six month thing because, you know, when they sign up at the beginning, they get access to all the videos all at once. So it's access to an immediate archive. It's worth more up front than it is later down the line because you've already had access to that stuff. Well, right. well, the funny thing is that, I mean, it's I, I, I guess it's not really funny, but the interesting thing is, is that when people sign up initially, you get that nice little surge of revenue and it's a higher amount. So that's great. And then six months later, uh, not everybody's going to renew, of course. You know, there's a lot of people that don't renew, but the ones who do renew, if they renew once, there's a high likelihood that they're going to renew again later 
and then renew again later. And so I have people that have renewed like, I don't know, four times with me, five times with me over the years because I've been doing it for several years now. And then so what happens is as you get new members, there are potential renewal later. Plus, you're already still getting new members. And the idea is that ideally you're learning how to get new members better and faster. So that's increasing. And then your renewals are increasing. And then it just this stable amount, this daily revenue or monthly revenue just continues to climb. It just climbs. I mean, it might be slowly or it might be fast, but if you have a good product that people really do want to renew for, then, and you know, is my product perfect? Of course not, but it's good enough apparently where people are like, people are like, I'm going to renew because every day I'm getting renewals. And it's almost to the point now where the renewals alone are a significant amount to where I'm not panicking the way I was three years ago when, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of new members on a daily basis because the renewals build like a, 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 a baseline of revenue that's always coming in. That's part, that part to me is what increases the stability so much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, such a killer part of having a membership site. You know, it's, you know, you essentially have like this magazine, right? Uh, I, I subscribe to Inc magazine and fast company. Those are two magazines that I've, I've stayed with for years and, and it's like every year uh, I just renew. Yeah, typically, I do the two-year renewal. So I, I pay for two years of the magazine. And then a couple of years later, they say, hey, uh, why don't you renew? It's t- it's That time's coming up. And then if I forget, then I get all those magazines that tell me, you know, you need to renew, you need to renew. And then I just pay for another couple of years. And that's when you when you give that kind of great content, it's stuff that people want to come back for, and it's at a great value. Uh, the magazines, I, I think, are at a insanely great value because, well, they've got advertisers paying really their bills, and the subscription is, is essentially just paying for the um, shipping to get it to me. So that kind of thing is a great value. What you have is this great value in you've got a huge archive that people want to keep access to. And then they have these two more videos that you continue to put out every single month. And that's, and that's what they're paying for in that renewal, right? They, they just, they're paying for, uh, they're paying for that. And then, but it's such high quality and it's such a great value that it would be ridiculous to stop paying. Yeah. But some people do, you know, because what, you know, my, my whole thing's about video, right? And not everybody is going to stay interested in video forever, you know, some people will, and I think those people have a tendency to stay with me long term. Uh, but, but not everybody. You know, a lot of people just get into video now, and then six months from now, they're not into video anymore. You know, so maybe they've, or it's not really a huge passion that they're pursuing. Maybe they just wanted to get up and going. Well, yeah, access to my archives is going to get them up and going initially, and then after that, if they don't want to like continue to develop an expertise or something like that, well, yeah, yeah, I don't need to stay a member forever. It's just like you know, I've subscribed to magazines, and then. I was really interested in the topic at the time. And then later on down the line, not so interested anymore. So I don't subscribe to him. But I do. I have for years subscribed to Wired Magazine and American Cinematographer Magazine. And just recently, I subscribed to the American Cinematographer membership site. So on top of the magazine, they have a membership site where you get, they call it Friends of the ASC. And it's a hundred and was $150, I think, for one year. So it's, it's the one of the you know pricier it's it's a more expensive uh i guess if you break if you amortize it over on a monthly basis it's not so expensive but a lot of people wouldn't pay 150 dollars to have access to a membership site you know but i'm interested in this the magazine's not enough for me 
I want more. I want video. I want audio. I don't want just text on a page. So, <laughs> so I go to the membership site. I join up and I get access to interviews with cinematographers and I get access to tutorials on lighting and, you know, lighting, beauty lighting and stuff like this, which is, and you know, and I, I'm familiar with like 90% of what they talk about in there because they keep it at a pretty fairly, uh, you know, approachable level. I think it's designed more for beginner and intermediate folks, but I did pick up a couple tips that I didn't know about, you know, so it made it in that way, it made it worth it for me because the next time I'm, I'm out shooting something, if I'm shooting a short film or something, I can use those techniques that these cinematographers, it, basically it makes the cinematographers accessible to me, I get to see them. I get to hear them. They even have a Q&A section. It doesn't look like it's really uh, highly trafficked, the whole Q&A thing. But, you know, once a month, they'll have a cinematographer that is is designated to answer questions there. And so they, they get all the questions and they choose one or two questions a month to answer. So that's all they're doing is just answering questions once or twice a month. And they're not even... They're not answering everybody's questions. Just, you know, they're choosing a question to answer, and that updates the site. It's a pretty slow-moving membership site, but there's good content in there. And here it is, a magazine. If anybody wonders about, like, the legitimacy of a membership site, then we're just surrounded by them. They're all over the place. You know, it's it's something that a lot of folks are getting into. Which is kind of funny is uh, to say that phrase that folks are getting into. Why is right? that? Oh, yeah, because it's been around for a while. Yeah, membership sites, uh, memberships in in any kind of form have been around forever. And so there's this whole idea, and I don't know where it really comes from other than, say, the newspapers and magazines who are not really able to charge for their content because it's the exact same content that they put in their magazines or their newspapers. So that that's something that it's like, oh, so information wants to be free on the internet. Well, no, no, it doesn't. That's a, it's a flawed concept. Uh, just news, news, things that it's going, uh, things that are going to be useless tomorrow. You read it today, and it's going to be useless uh, by tomorrow. That stuff nobody wants to pay for because, well, we know that it's just essentially entertainment. Most news is just that entertainment. So we don't want to pay for that kind of thing. You know, we just uh, we, we like being entertained by the news, so we'll check it out, but it's not going to make a difference in our lives. But if you give somebody something to uh, say they want to be a videographer, they come to Izzy Video and they're able to learn how to be a, a great videographer. That's uh, that right there is life changing. We have our Foolish University. We're teaching people how to do the stuff that's behind the scenes that, that we can't, you know, like all the little how-tos that we can't really get into uh, in an audio format. We're, we're teaching there, and we're able to help people uh, build businesses. You know, that, that kind of stuff's life-changing. The, the news really isn't. You know, and we should also mention that that's – even though it's sort of indirectly promoting – uh, our foolish university. It's not available for uh, subscription right now as we're recording this. So, um, just uh, I don't know if somebody's interested in that, they can keep their eye on it. Maybe it, we'll open it up in the future in a few months or something, or who knows. But uh, but right now it's not available. 
Yeah, the, the life-changing information, there is a lot of that that's free on the web. And that's one of the strategies, you know, behind this whole three-product approach that we talk about is that the first product is something that's life-changing, but you give it away for free. And because people aren't expecting something that's life-changing to be aw- available for free, and that's why they spread the word. And that's how you, you basically, you get, a no- you get noticed. You get people's attention. People start coming to your site. But that, that first product, you make it freely available and easy to spread and make it awesome so people are sharing it. And then it just goes around, boom, 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 starts going, traveling from person to person using the viral nature, nature of the internet. It could happen slowly. It could happen fast. It could not happen at all, right? It, it, you got to be good at getting that out there. Yeah, that which kind of brings me back to that guy's book uh, the, that I just read where he talks about the not having a barrier to entry. A lot of things don't have that. And the internet, uh, being content creators ourselves – it, there's other people who are creating similar content. So you have to find a way to stand out. And that's what we've been trying to teach is uh, since there's a lot of noise out there and the noise gets bigger and bigger every year, the internet's growing exponentially. There's more and more stuff being put on the internet that we need to do something to stand out. You, uh, you have to be exceptional. That's what he talks about in this book. Uh, his name's MJ DeMarco. Uh, he talks about in his book that if you're in, a, in something that has a low barrier to entry, you have to be exceptional. And that's what the three product approach is always about is uh, doing something that people find so valuable. And, and in that, it's exceptional. You don't, I guess you don't have to be exceptional as a person, like super talent or anything. You're just giving something that's going to be life changing to someone else and you give it away for free. And that right there will help build you, uh, you as uh, your, and uh, build your business for you. Uh, it'll spread rapidly and take advantage of the network effect that the internet is. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, and, and if somebody's listening to this for the first time and they don't know what the three-product approach is, that's something that is just a common thing that we keep talking about over and over again. It's, it's sort of the concept that we, uh, we subscribe to. Of It's an interesting business model that has a history of working where you use three different products for different purposes, and we call it the three-product approach. So product number one is the one you give away for free, and that just goes it, – it attracts people. It raises awareness. It gets people to your website, and which is actually a very beneficial thing because – I mean, what are the other alternatives? I mean, the old way of getting, uh, and I say the old way, but it's also a current way too, but a way of getting awareness is to pay for advertising. Well, you can do that. You can do that too if you want. You can make a free product, product number one, give it away, and also advertise if you want. I mean, you could pay for that. But, but the advantage of that product one is that a lot of times it could be more powerful than advertising. It could spread faster than advertising, and it's certainly a lot less expensive. It requires your time to make it, but... And maybe some money to make it too, but it's not, it's not uh, as expensive as like pay per click, you know, where it can really rack up. You, if you're paying a dollar a click and it's a hundred clicks a day, you, you know, it's a hundred dollars a day you're spending. Whereas, you know, you might get three or four hundred people coming to your website from your product number one for free, you know. Yeah, our our approach, the whole three product approach, is a, is a way to build build this reputation as an expert, but a business that is a solid business, it's going to have to have a whole mix of ways of getting traffic, not just like one or two things. Like uh, a lot of people focus all their, all their efforts on SEO. And then what happens? Google makes a big change and now you've just lost 90% of your business. 
I haven't yeah. personally experienced that, but I've heard about that. And I've always wondered, what, are, what in the world are they doing? Why would they base their entire business on search engine, you know, being recognized in search engines? That's just a, such a high-risk type of thing to me. I don't understand it. Yeah, uh, Mahalo, uh, Jason Calacanis's business, and we've talked about uh, his his stuff on here. The guy's really bright, but his whole business is focused on essentially arbitraging tra- uh, Google traffic. And so when this recent update occurred with Google, I think they're calling it the Panda, uh, the, the uh, Panda update. And, and when that happened, they, they lost a huge amount of traffic and they had to like lay off people and, and things like that because, well, they weren't making the money that they thought they were going to make because Google just uh, pulled a bunch of their traffic away. Uh, eHow, which uh, has – what's that? Demand Media? Is that the parent company? I, I don't know. I can't, I, can't, I can't remember. Uh, there's, there's a uh, – eHow is another site similar to Mahalo where they're giving these short videos and teaching you how to do certain things. And they've had uh, a lot of their traffic disappear also because essentially they're just arbitraging Google's own traffic. The, the search that people are doing, that's what search engine optimization is. Google has uh, an engine that allows people to find, find you and then you do search engine optimization. So your site gets found and then you give people uh, – and since those people are searching for whatever information you're giving, they come to your site. And then those people are making money through advertising. In a lot of cases, it's Google's AdSense that they're doing it. Like, do, you, do you see a problem with that? Yeah. Like your traffic comes from Google, your income comes from Google, and Google can change the rules on you at any moment. So what's a better way to do it is to mix it up. Have, yeah, yeah. In other words, don't ignore that stuff. I mean, or con- consider not ignoring it, but have other ways of raising awareness, other ways of building your business so it's not just all based on one thing. You know, I'm a I'm actually sitting on a similar type of situation myself. It's not it's not really exactly the same thing, but you know, one of the big things that attracts people to my website is this Final Cut Express course that I have that I give away for free. Well, you know, I just sat through NAB last week where basically Apple announced the demise of Final Cut Express. It's going away. It's not going to exist anymore. So I can totally expect that my traffic from that is going to gradually disappear. It'll. So I have to have other ways. Now, I have some ideas. I'm not going to talk about them on the show right now. I have some ideas of how I'm going to attack this and face it head on. And I think it could even be more successful than my past stuff. It's going to require a bunch of work. But I've been now for two or three years reaping the benefits of this course that I made two or three years ago. And it's just increasingly gotten better for me. But now it's going away. So you have to – you have to, and I anticipated this a long time ago. I kept thinking to myself, this software is going to go away. Uh, what's my plan for if that goes away? And I have, I have some ideas. And, and that's, that's something that we, we need to talk about in relation to business freedom is that – Business never stays the same. The markets change. Uh, uh, like Google changes the rules on you. Uh, software that you're basing your business on, it goes away. And it just th- these things occur all the time. And uh, we have to always be ready for changes. And not, not just ready for them and being reactive, but actually proactive. Like you were already thinking, well, what are the steps I'm going to take when this eventually comes? You know, you were thinking about this a couple of years ago, and, and it's like that, that's, that's the thing we to, – to keep your freedom in a business, 
you have to be prepared for changes because otherwise if you're not someone else is going to come away come in and take away your income or or it, it could just be fickle like on the internet something that's popular now will not be popular in a couple of years can you imagine, like, for example, MySpace? I mean, there was a time where everybody thought MySpace was the social network, that they were unbeatable, that, you know, I mean, not, luckily not everybody thought they were unbeatable, but a lot of people thought MySpace was the thing. And now everybody thinks that Facebook is the thing. And there was a time where Yahoo was the search, you know, the source for getting information searching, basically. And then Google dethrones Yahoo. And then, you know, and Microsoft used to be the unbeatable company. Now everybody's really high on Apple, and I, I really like Apple. I don't know if five years from now or 10 years from now they're going to be as big as they are now. Who knows? You know, things change. And this is one of the things I don't like. It's almost like a myth where people say w w you can build a business and then basically set it and forget it type of thing. <laughs> you know, I, that's to me, that's just that's come on that's bogus you have to you have to as a business person you have to have your ear to the ground so you know what's coming you have to be able to spot things and see trends and and it's fun it's it's not it, i mean it is hard to do obviously but it's not it's not something that's not fun it's fun to try to identify okay what are people excited about and where's where are things going and how's my what's my business going to be you know a couple of years from now or what direction am i taking you know and there's and it's unlimited options and I think the the key in that is that people who want to have a comfort zone don't want freedom. It, it, you, it, I don't think it's even possible to be comfortable and free at the same time. I think Noel just told me a quote the other day. I, I don't remember who said it, and I know I'm going to blow this, but they said something like, you know, everything you want out of life is right outside your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's why changes end up killing businesses because they they want to stay where they're at they want the status quo as like big we see we see big companies go out of business a lot you know uh, or or they lose huge market share and why is that well because they're in a comfort zone and they don't want it to change because they've made so much money off of it being that way they they i guess feel that if they just uh, solidify their efforts uh, in in the status quo that they will be able to maintain that money they'll be able to maintain that life and and that, that's that's kind of like holding on to a job right uh, if you're a you know if you were in the uh, horse and buggy industry and the car was coming along and you just were like, no, I'm going to figure out how to make my horse and buggies cheaper so I can, uh, or, or some other thing, you know, I'm going to try to figure out a way to make them a little bit faster so I can compete with this, uh, this new car and not pay attention to the fact that, well, people are going, are, are moving away from this and 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 being proactive but no no i got to hold on to something that is going away and that's that's the thing it's like prepping for prepping for change is it's always going to occur and i don't think you can truly have freedom even in a business if all you want is uh, is to f develop uh, a level of comfort and stay there you know it's funny i'm actually as you talk about that i i can think of uh, an example from my own business where I was mistaken, where I thought things were headed one direction, they ended up not going that way. And it didn't end up hurting me very much, but we did invest some time and effort into this idea. And, you know, I, there was a time where I thought, you know, people are going to be, be moving away 
from like on basically podcasting and on-demand media and stuff like that, they're going to be moving more towards the live streaming type thing. So we, we started with paper clipping, the scrapbooking business that my wife and I have. And we started taking that and really implementing lots of live stuff. And we, and we did it for a couple of years. We did lot, you know, live weekly, basically weekly streams. And it's great for audience building. It's great for a lot of reasons, but it was also a lot of work. And I was thinking that our business was probably eventually going to have to basically almost transform over to the live thing. Like we were going to turn it into a live show instead of this downloadable thing. Now, you know, with hindsight, I can see that it hasn't happened yet. It might happen in the future. I mean, I guess that could still happen. But for a lot of reasons, I think it's not the direction because people like the the convenience to be able to listen anytime, anywhere. Like if if people had to sit and, you know, put in their calendar when to come and listen to this show that you and I are doing right now, number one, you and I don't operate like that. We like to record whenever and whenever, (laughs) wherever and whenever we want. But also it would be less likely that people are going to come and listen because they have to, it's like the old TV model. You have to be there at a certain time, you know, before TiVo. Yeah, the DVR, right? The DVR. It changed changed television. Even even before the internet really started changing television because you were now free of someone else's schedule. And and going into a business model where you're forcing a schedule, because I I do know that there's some people out there that aren't releasing their uh, live stuff uh, after they've recorded it until like months later. And it's like, well, yeah, do the live thing if you like. And because that, that has certain benefits in connecting with connecting you with your audience, but then make the, make the recording available is so that people can do it at their own pace uh, check, uh, check out your show whenever they feel like it. That's, that's the type of world that we're in is making sure that the content we create is available for people on their schedule, uh, you know, uh, their freedom, you know, if you, if you pay attention to their freedom, then, then you're going to be able to develop a business that will give you freedom. And it's also kind of funny because, you know, when we decided we weren't going to do the live thing anymore, uh, it was hard to make that decision because it felt like, you know, Noel had been doing this live show for years, I don't know, three or four years. And so it was really hard to say goodbye to that, you know, to, because we're like, you know, Noel didn't really want to do it anymore. It was starting to become a burden. It wasn't fun. It was becoming more kind of painful than pleasurable and all this stuff, whereas it was really new and exciting when we first started it. So, but, and so we made the decision. It was a tough decision because you feel like when you, when you decide you're going to eliminate a part of your business, you feel like this is what, this is my business. This is a significant part of my business. Should I really be getting rid of it? And you start wondering that. And then you do. And then now things are even better because now she had more time. So you have to be willing to say goodbye to stuff that feels like it's part of you and part of your business if it doesn't make sense. If it's, if it's distracting you from pursuing something else, you need to be able to say goodbye. It's like simplify, you know. And uh, that's what we did. Now, not to say that she's not going to do some live events. It's just that that was a scheduled thing that required a lot of time and effort on her part. It was every single week. And that, that's, that's another thing is creating your business in such a way that you don't have to be there. Uh, again, uh, go, going back to this millionaire fast lane, it, it's, it's got a lot of really good parts in there, especially like when you're talking about time. You know, the, Tim Ferriss did the whole four-hour work week, and, and that was really about controlling your time, not, not really working four hours a week. 
uh, it was more about crafting a business that you actually have control of. And, and that's what, that's what you're talking about. Well, I'm at first, it's fine doing this thing once a week and it's fun. It's exciting, but now it no longer gives me freedom. That that's, I I've outgrown that and it's now uh, hurting my freedom as a business owner and it's not giving so so much significant value to my customers that that it's worth the exchange and so you have to be willing to you know yes like you said cut, uh, cut ties on things that just aren't really working and that that doesn't necessarily mean profitability wise sometimes you need to cut something that's profitable because it's going to open up room for something that's going to be even better for you uh, I'm not even sure how we ended up going all these different directions because we started talking about freedom, you know, this idea of freedom and and maintaining freedom and achieving freedom and and that, how there's differences. Be, what I call freedom, you know, for me, freedom going to NAB. For somebody else, it's captive to go to NAB. It's just wild. So freedom changes, and then we then we went all these other directions, Tim. It's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. This uh, this is kind of getting back to how we initially started was these conversations where. We're just kind of talking about what goes on behind a business. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that can go out and check out other podcasts or other, you know, check out blogs and stuff about, you know, how do I, you know, create a Facebook page for better marketing? You know, well, there's tons of stuff out there on how to do those uh, those little uh, minute things. But uh, which, you know, a lot of people who are attracted to that are going out looking for a magic bullet. Well, we, we don't have a magic bullet. We, we're not trying to sell a magic bullet. What we're trying to do is teach people how a real business operates. Uh, a real Internet business is not just making money online. It's how to actually craft a real business. And why do we do this? Well, freedom. What, why does somebody get into business? usually freedom. They, they want those choices. And there's certain pitfalls you can run into where you, you think you're getting freedom and all you're doing is building a job for yourself. And so to prevent that from happening, we kind of have to talk about a lot of different things. And, and I think this is just us kind of going back to those, those, um, those conversations that really started Foolish Adventure. Well, hopefully that our audience got some information out of this show today that they can find useful and apply to their own lives and their own business. And I think that's it. Tim, anything else? No, other than enjoy your foolish adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695. One more thought I had here, Tim, is that it's interesting how freedom gives you the ability to explore new things that you that you maybe wouldn't have been able to do before, you know, so for example, if I have some freedom, I can read books. And if I get, if I read books, then I get ideas. This is something like this whole show was basically spawned from this book that you just read. And then I go to NAB with my father and and we got this whole new idea for a business that nobody in Arizona is doing right now. And it's something that my dad can do and basically earn a living from my business by operating this whole thing. And none of this stuff, I mean, 
basically you get the inspiration, you get ideas as you go outside your normal way of doing things. So your normal way of thinking, you you go outside your head into other people's books and you get ideas. You, your normal way of living, you go outside your normal place of being and you head to someplace like a conference or a workshop or something like that and you get ideas. And none of this stuff, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. Re, you know, read as many books as I read and and uh, go to as many different events as I go to if I was st- if I was trapped by my work or trapped by my, you know, like whether I'm an employee or I built a business that traps me, it doesn't matter. I'm still trapped, you know, or I'm limited on my freedom. So I can't really explore the things that need to be explored to see if there's opportunities there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I call it getting out of your head and into someone else's. Okay. I like that. Because that's, that's kind of what makes me good at what I do. Uh, You call me like this walking Wikipedia and and it's I read tons of stuff to find out what's actually working so that uh, I can do it for my clients. And when and then I get into my clients business and then it gets me into their heads and I, I get into the heads of all these different customers uh, knowing what it is that they want. Because if you don't spend any if all you do is spend your time thinking about what you want and and what you know and uh, what's limited to what's inside your head. Uh, which is a lot. I mean, uh, not a lot. We have very little in our heads. Uh, we we think even those who think we're really smart, we we don't actually know very much. Out of all the things we could possibly know, we know <laughs> we know very little. That's true. <laughs> so so you need to get out of your head and into the heads of other people. You know, find other smart people because uh, you're going to be able to get knowledge and ideas, stuff will just pop into your head uh, that will tie back into something from your past, uh, something, some idea or passion or dream that you had. And now it's able to be realized because you, you opened up your mind to something new. You know, to me, this is another reason to fight for freedom in your life is because, is because it's limiting. If you don't have the freedom, you're missing out on opportunities. You know, because you discover opportunities because of your freedom, because you can read the books and because you can go places and meet people and get in other people's heads and that kind of stuff. And, and you can make the choice without detrimental effects uh, where, say, you're in a job or, or even you have a business that has become a job and a great idea, a great opportunity comes along. And you can't take advantage of it because of all these other obligations that if you said, I'm not going to maintain those obligations so I can do this new thing, the thing that's paying your bills could collapse on you. And that's not really freedom either. No, no, no. It's the opposite. I mean, you're basically trapped by that. You know, you're captive to the uh, you're captive to the danger of having everything collapse on you. So you have to keep keep juggling to keep those balls in the air. You walk away, something's going to collapse, something's going to fall. So, huh, that's another reason to fight for freedom. Freedom, yes. to, freedom to explore. That's awesome. Glad we added that. <laughs>